Hello everybody and welcome to this multi-award winning audio sensation that is What's the Story podcast. This is WTS188. My name is Danny Murray. My name is Graham Merrigan. And we are recording live through the wonders of technology from not one, not two, but three holiday destinations. I am coming to you from the Midland Metropolis that is Port Leash, County Leash. Graham Merrigan, where are you coming from? I'm back in the brack. You're not really selling that like tourism Ireland, Graham. Let's see how a group <laughs> professional will do it. The man who we always demand more of whenever he's on this podcast. He's an agony aunt. He's a love doctor. He's a culinary guru. He's Arklow's answer to the royal family. He's Gary Mackle. Evening, girls. How are you, Gar? I'm good. I'm coming to you from the Santro Pay of Ireland. There you go. See? There, would you, would you look? I'm the Midland Metropolis. He's the Santro Pay. Would you like another boy at the Cherry Graham? What do you say? Like, I'm just from. I'm, South I'm from, Kalini. South Kalini. I'm from the beautiful, beautiful South Kalini. Thank you. Oh, very good. Okay, right. I think more tourists. Santro Pay, Gary. Is that, is that, is that an accurate yeah. reflection on our club? Absolutely, because if you see some of the scobies of a Friday night, they're covered in Santa Pay. They're like um, they're like the colour of the tree stories years ago. Do you remember that bit of chocolate colour? <laughs> say what say what you want about Arklow, lads, but the future is bright for that county. It really is. All jokes <laughs> it is. It's going to become an independent county, Graham. Of course, it is. The, the future is bright for it. Tell you, it's going to be the capital of renewable energy in Ireland and oh. on top and on top of that and on top of that Gary Mackle has just announced he's running for mayor absolutely 100% Amazon are looking at uh, putting in a unit down here as well which would be huge for the area probably yep. the Amazon River is it pardon <laughs> was it, that was, I'm, I'm not I mean that was very poor Graham yeah come on man that's, that's too Two two attempts you've had so far tonight. Is this because of the illness you're suffering from? If possibly. Can't move along. Oh, oh, okay. All right. As he goes fucking knuckle deep into his nose there. <laughs> <laughs> knuckle have deep. You got, have you got the Ian Rush and the Harry Hickey again, Meryl? <laughs> oh, God. No, he's Gary, you can finish your sentence there, please. Uh, I was going to make reference to trolleys in the river beside your house, but I've forgotten what I was going to say. So, mm. okay. but you were saying something else before I rudely. You said Amazon. Well, Danny referenced the uh, some of the stuff that's happening down in Arklos. There's a, a, a data center going in. I think it's the, the one of its the only one of its kind in, in the country, and I believe Amazon are looking at putting in um, a unit down here. Then you've got everyone's enemy Irish water are going to have their main head office down here. Um, and then you're going to have um, basically, what do you want? <laughs> it's raining out and it's quarter past eight and I'm recording. Okay? Who's that? Now, I, thought I, I thought I clearly explained this a few minutes ago, okay? Thank you. Close the door, please. Who was that, Gary? Gemma probably was it? Please. That was young Charles Macmillan Gogarty Michael. 
Um, look, there's a lot happening down here, but uh, I won't bore everyone with it. And what I what I would also say is, um, I'm 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 very comfortable that my property will shoot up in price in the next five years. And would you would you consider selling, Gary? Um, no. Look at if I like, you have to be realistic. For me to move into something that I would like and want. Uh, with being a negative equity, you'd really want to be winning the lotto, or you'd want a couple of family members to die. <laughs> so you'd get a few pound out of it. Look, um, I'm happy where I am. Okay. Then what's the value of what? Like what? What does it matter the value of your house then? If you're not considering to, if you wouldn't consider to sell, and I, I don't mean that just you. I mean that generally speaking. You often hear people saying oh the 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 price of my house property now is doubled but sure yeah because that only means something if you're going to sell no it's look a negative equity doesn't matter to me because i'm not looking to move but if i was looking to move i basically have to come up with the difference of the negative equity to make it even feasible yeah now i wouldn't expect you to understand that graham because you'll never own property because you're too selfish uh, there's um, Graham, Graham will be sponging off the taxpayer for many a year to come, Gary. Absolutely. So, um, but I, I think the the whole thing about people going on about oh my property has doubled in value, I think that's people who are desperate to see feel like they they have more than they do, rather than be happy with their lot. That's what yeah, I was getting you know? at, Danny. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I, I. Look, I'm with Gary on this one. If you're not looking to sell, there is no value in your house. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's it. If any if anybody's looking for a three bed in a midland metropolis that is partly lads, make me an offer. I might be interested. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, Gary, you look fresh and refreshed. Were yeah. you abroad? Were you away? Were you relaxing recently? I was. I had my two week break away in. Um, Calamalar in Mallorca, a stunning two weeks. Um, just, I just, my whole body melted. Um, like you'd be having a beer at eleven in the morning, not just that you'd be on the lash, but you'd be just sitting there chilling, having a beer, no worries. Mm. Um, not worried about fucking shite in the house. What do we need in the shop? Fucking this, that, and the other. You're just completely chilled. So I feel great. I look desperate, but I feel fantastic. No, yeah, um, I think you look quite fresh-faced. I look very sure. I'm 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 due to the barbers in the morning. I I look like um. Well, you got like, a haircut over there. I I had a tidy up over there. How much mm. did they charge you? I had to for they're fuckers over there. I tell you what happened. I went onto Google Maps to find a barbers, and I went off uh, at eleven o'clock in the morning, and twenty-two minute walk found these fuckers that advertised themselves as barbers. They were German. And I walked into the place. You'd swear I walked in with me, Mickey, out the way they looked at me. And I said, uh, barbers? When I opened the door, no. And I went, uh, tidy, barbers? No, your one says. Um, promenade and points me out as if to say, get out. Then I found this other fucker who I believe to be German as well. And about 10 minutes later, so about half half 11, and she's cutting some fucker's hair in the chair. And then she says, 
Uh, no more siesta now, siesta now, and ushers me out the door. <laughs> so I just, I went and had a blue lagoon. I walked back to the hotel. But I found um, yeah. this this uh, Thai place. So they had the fish out the front, you know, to clean your feet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And out the back, there was a, a barber. So they were t- lovely people, Thai people. Uh, 12 euro just for a tidy up. Um, but I had to kind of, I had the feeling nobody wanted to deal with me for some reason. So I just sat in the chair. I didn't give them a chance to ask me anything. I just sat in the chair. I said, tidy my beard, please, and tidy the bottom of my hair. Thank you. And uh, and they did it. And can I ask, Gary, um, were you resembling a member of the Kinahan gang that day as you are today? Oh, absolutely. Um, it's like uh, I'm I'm metamorphosing into a, a drug trafficker, the way I look. <laughs> I don't know. You see, I think as you get older, you, like even when I was going to buy clothes for the holiday, you don't know what to be buying. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm, I'm you see, ha- sorry to interrupt you there, but I, I have a very, very simple uh, philosophy around this. And it's I, I'm at a point now where what you were saying, you don't know what to be buying anymore because what's trendy, what's not trendy. Is that gonna mm. cut the gizzard out of me when I put it on? Like, will I be able to walk in the heat without getting Mickey soup? Basically, absolutely. So I, I, I just I've got about fourteen black V-necks, exact same, mm. just black V-necks. I've got a couple of pairs of jeans that are more or less the exact same, and a couple of pairs of shorts, and that's it. I don't mm. care. That's and every couple of months I'll be like, ah, oh, that one's getting a bit worn out, and I replace it. But just I, I can't be doing this fashionista mm. nonsense. I, 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 like, I'm the same. Like, I, I don't know what to be doing or buying, and not that I, I don't care. Like, what about mm. what I wear? But I, I do. Like, we have these long mirrors on the landing as you come down, and sometimes I come down. And I've got, gee, you can't go out like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, do you know what I mean? You've always had a nice uh, fashion sense, Gary. I have not. It's, it's a nice cap and a nice hoodie you've got on there. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm 37 this year, Graham, and I'm dressed like somebody that sells hash. <laughs> That's the point. Drinking a Graham, what's, pink your, gin? what's your excuse? <laughs> I don't have an excuse. So wear what I want. I'm 34, 35 in October. Do you still have the Dusty Rhodes uh, pants and vest? <laughs> no, I never had a Dusty Rhodes <laughs> pants and vest. I heard you had what was, a uh, what was Dusty Rhodes' Matt's name? Sapphire, was it? Sapphire, yeah. She was a lovely woman. Yeah. Graham, um, is, it, is it true that you had a polka dot onesie? Lycra? <laughs> no. Like Dusty Rhodes? Yeah, like Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> no. Gary always slags me on the WhatsApp group saying I won't I won't be lectured by someone who wears dusty roads pajamas. <laughs> the American dream, baby. I don't have dusty roads pajamas. I wish I did though. I don't wear pajamas to bed. Do you wear pajamas, Gary? Uh, no, not ninety nine percent of the year I sleep in the nip. Um, <laughs> you're not actually. You know they they say you're not meant to wear anything in bed if you can avoid it. And you should air your feet as much as possible. I'd agree right. with that. It releases certain endorphins into your brain um, the more the air gets at you. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? 
you know, in the summer, it like in work in the summer because it's so warm. Um, you know, when you're going to the jacks, I I would have a seven year old boy piss. I pull my jacks all the way down to my ankles just to let the air at me for the few seconds. <laughs> Who's at that door? <laughs> can you get changed? Oh. Yeah, you, don't need, you don't need me to tell you you can get changed. Fucking hell. Um. Do you like being a father, Gary? No, it's fucking horrific. Somebody asked me. <laughs> somebody asked me. We went out with neighbours ages ago, right? We were talking about parenting. Who was that at the door, Gary? Charlotte? Charlie Macmillan Gogarty Mackle, yeah. <laughs> Um, and they, we were talking about parenting, and, and I said, you know what? It's horrific. They tell you in Hollis Street about pelvic floor exercise and everything. They don't tell you that you could be rearing a pair of fricks. <laughs> like, you're very, you're very colourful this evening, Gary. Is, is there something that has you this an- animated? Um, am I cursing a lot? No, yeah, just, you are, yeah. no you, you, it's like you're getting a lot off your chest. I'm just giddy because I'm speaking to you two. You know what I mean? Sorry, language. Apologies. It's quite odd. Were, were the kids good on on holiday? Ah, yeah. Because sure, you're not really fucking dealing with them because they can swim now. You know what I mean? And there's lifeguards. <laughs> they can do what you want. Were you treating the lifeguards as babysitters, Gary? I spoke to one lifeguard. Shavi uh, was his name, and he was telling me. Why did you hear this, right? Was he telling you about his time at Barcelona? No. <laughs> he's on. He was telling me, right? He's on four euro an hour, and it's an eight-hour day, and um, he's in college, but he does like none of the college is subsidised or anything. Mm. And then I said to him, Jesus, he must be living on cheese, like you know. And then he says, uh, No, my father's rich. <laughs> you must be living on cheese. Yeah, like easy single. Yeah, because it's a cheap crime. <laughs> See, he wouldn't know about that after that Rio 2016 fundraising that he's still living off. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I was given rock solid information, right? Oh, and I mean, go. if this defames me now, I'll just hang up. <laughs> what the people, is, is this of the public interest? You never go after Danny. It's always going after me. Go on. What's your rock know. solid Graham, information? Graham, sorry, 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 Graham. You can't go after somebody that has no dirt on. Thank you. No dirt on me. Go on, Gary. What is your rock solid information? Well, it's not about anybody in particular. I was just, I was talking to somebody who works in the Cherrywood vicinity of the city. And a certain person was given a letter from the Human Resources Department. Uh, requesting that GoFundMe pages linked to certain issues were not sent around the office. What? So, you were involved in a load of GoFundMe rackets and you were told to rein it in, basically. <laughs> you stop, I was not. How dare you? Look, sitting there looking like fucking Daniel Kinnahan. Where are you in Abu Dhabi? Or are you in Air Club? Listen, I got talking to a Dutch fella on holidays, right? And he told me this joke. I really enjoyed it. So there's this salesman and he sells toothpaste. And it's his first week in the job and he has to sell, obviously, loads of toothpaste. So he goes into this 
this shop and uh, he says to the to the shopkeeper, oh, look, you'll buy five boxes of toothpaste off me. I'll give you a great deal. Great deal. Your man says, I don't want any toothpaste off you. I have a load of it here. He goes into the next shop. I'm going to give you a great deal on toothpaste. You'll buy 10 boxes off me. And I guarantee you, you'll sell them out. Your man says, I am not buying toothpaste. He says, well, look, even buy 10 tubes off me. Don't buy the box, buy 10 tubes. Your man says, I'm not, you're not listening to me. I am not buying any toothpaste. So he says, buy one tube. Just give me a sale. Buy one tube of toothpaste. Your man says, come out to the warehouse. He brings him out to the warehouse. And he says, now look at that wall. And there are shelves and pallets of toilet roll, right? Your man says, I told you I'm selling toothpaste. I'm not selling toilet roll. He says, you're not getting me, son. If they don't wipe their arses around here, they're not going to brush their fucking teeth. <laughs> Classic. A Dutchman told you that? Yeah. Uh, I preferred if you had done it in the Dutch accent. I was going to say, the only way that could have been better is if you were saying toothpaste. 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 Um, um, Graham, is there uh, any updates from your part of the world that you'd like to share? before we ask Gary for his regular advice and musings and general content that is what people keep demanding he brings more of. Um, any updates now? No, no, mind. I don't think. Are you, no. You're saying as if I'm supposed to say something, am I? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, like, we like, like we were rehearsed, Graham. What did we rehearse? Graham, don't do this to me now. It's unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Right, I'm, show, no? I, no, I'm sick of people coming up to me and saying, do you know what, I really enjoy the podcast, but that American lad, he lets you down every week. You need somebody more professional and slick. This just, another, this, well. just another example of it now, Graham. Come on, like we rehearsed now. Like we rehearsed, come on. What did we rehearse? Come on now, come on. We were only talking about this before Gary came on. Like we rehearsed, come on. I can't do what, like, I'm dumbfounded here. <laughs> Graham, you're... I don't know what to say. Is, what it about, is it about the live show? No. No, I'm just winding him up, Gary. There was no rehearsal. I just wanted to just make him the feel big, like... The what the fuck? fucking nervous head in the room. I know, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a nervous head. It was just to get on with it, will you? Um, bull season, Graham, when does it tip off? We haven't got the fixtures yet. It's, I think it's it's sometime in September. Um, they're, normally, a, they're normally out by now in August, surely. Um, no, they usually come out... If The league usually starts in October... Um, right. And we'd get the fixtures maybe end of August, start of September. But I think the league starts uh, the middle of September this year, and we're in the the cup, the national cup. Remember, we got into the couple of national cup finals. Do. They were always seeded, um, but it was an open draw this year, so we were drawn in the preliminary round against Galway. So we have to play them in September in the preliminary preliminary round of the the Hula Hoops Cup as well. So it'll be. Uh, that September. Galway side are really good, aren't they? Hey. Um, we're getting new gear, though. Oh? Getting, yeah, new Adidas gear, sponsored by the Rolling Donuts. Thank oh, you, Lisa, nice. Lisa yeah. Quinlan. The, the Rolling Donuts thing, which is, again? Yeah. It seems it, it, like a good partnership, Rolling Donuts. It does. It does. That's a great concept, actually. Can, can I just say... What's the concept? Because donuts are round and so are wheels. Hey, why are we going to say, Danny? 
the donut craze is something that has passed me by completely. A hundred percent. Hundred percent. Loud about it. Yeah. Now don't get me wrong, I I've I've had donuts and they've been enjoyable, but I don't get erect with excitement the way some people do for you know, a donut from the city centre, shall we say. I mm. think there is like in, in the corporate world, I know in my job, um different departments are always bringing them in, mm. all the different brands they bring them in for a like a celebration or a birthday or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a novelty like yeah, I don't, I, I'm a big fan of a cupcake now. I take a cupcake any day. So no, I never took the cupcakes. No, no, I'm a big fan of cupcakes. As I said, I, I, I wouldn't refuse a donut. What's your favourite donut? Jam donut. Give me, a, give me, give me a, a warm, like a jam donut that's kind of just about out of the oven, but the jam isn't going to scald your tongue. Now, that, that's money. That's money, that is. Um... But I've tried all the Boston creams are lovely. I tell you what's a fucking great uh, bit of pastry, um, the mm. Portuguese custard tart. Sensational. I've seen you tweet about this repeatedly. Unbelievable. Where do you get them? Uh, Dun stores do them fresh out of the oven, and so do the Littles. The Littles. I tell you what, right? Littles chocolate muffins. I don't know how they get that magic chocolate in the middle of it. But I push a granny. Little's fresh jam down. If you are little jam down. Oh yeah, sensational. Has, has the flour dredged on top of it? It's unreal. Yeah, they have a great Tweed. bakery in there, don't they? they yeah, do. it's fantastic. They do. Uh, tweet us at WTS Pod lads, which our favourite uh, baked item. Oh, baked goods are great. Baked, baked goods. sweet goods. Oh, Danny, please try the Portuguese uh, custard tart. I I will be in the Little's this weekend, and if I see them. I will. Now, I had a Portuguese tart before, Graham, but that was something different. Um, so I'll make sure it says custard this time. <laughs> if Oxana is um, listening to this, I apologise. That never happened. I'm just trying to look good in front of me, mates. Just while we're on the topic of food, um, I indulged in a lot of tapas when I was abroad. Oh. Right, talk to me about tapas, Gary, because it's it's a, again it's another craze that has passed me by. Yeah, well, it's interesting because it passed me by as well. But uh, a, a good pal of mine, Philly Hensey, who was with us this year, he's tapas mad, mm. and we went into this restaurant which was just sensational. Um, the tapas Olivia, it was called. But he said to me, because I was going to get a steak, he said, "Gar, get two or three different tapas dishes." I get two or three different tapas dishes and we'll switch them around. And it was just sensational. No. I I couldn't share food with another human being in that manner. <laughs> the the parcels will be too small for you as well, Dan. It's uh, it's nothing to, sorry Graham, no, you're you're making me out to be a pig there. I won't tolerate that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's look and and I say this about 99% of people in the world, and it's nothing against them. It's it's not that I'm, you know, it's just, I don't know if you wash your hands after you've been to the bathroom, so no thank you. Well, here's the thing, right? The, the portion sizes don't really come into it because they're plowing mm-hmm. you with bread at the start. So you're yeah. filling yourself up with that. And, and one of the things we done was we mixed this vinegar with olive oil. Mm. We dipped the bread into it with a bit of cracked black pepper. And uh, like, tapas to me, a month ago was for pricks. <laughs> but 
I am now. I got. I have. It was sensational. Like there was one dish. It was um, it was uh, deep fried prawn in chili oil. I wouldn't know. With, I wouldn't be into that. Now. With Love rosemary, uh, and it was just sensational. Like the sauce was amazing. There was another uh, chorizo. Uh, it was like it was like really really well fried chorizo in a sweet chili marmalade, and it was amazing. I'd eat that now. Rob loves chorizo, doesn't he, Gary? Yeah, 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 but sure. That's probably because that's what they're doing out in the National College of Ireland or something. (laughs) Did you Um, taste any potato bravas? Yes, there was a potato bravas. So it's basically like small cube potato with like chili tomato on top. Unbelievable. Um, Look, it was was fabulous. I really enjoyed it. Do you know if you're taking taking the wife? Sorry, Graham, one. I was going to say to Gary, if you're taking the wife um, into Dublin City Centre in a day out, the market bar does great tapas. Where's that? Um, just just near, you know, Hogan's. Hulk Hogan's? No, I don't. What street? I can't remember the name of the street. It's just off uh, George Street, I think. Right. Well, no, I won't be doing that because I've an issue with the city centre anyway. So I won't be going up near it. There's a tapas uh, restaurant what? at Greystones. What's the issue yeah. with the city centre? Las Tapas. Yeah, but I believe it's Turkish tapas. I, I, I couldn't tell you the, the Turks from the Spaniards now, but uh, I went, they had a sister restaurant in Cavantili, which was extremely popular. Don't know if it's still there or not. If it is, more power to them. It's not actually. Uh, is it not? Well, I'm no. very sad to hear that. It's, it's a lot Span- of Spanish as well. Gary, uh, what's your problem what? with Dublin city centre? Sorry, sorry, Graham, would you let me finish my story, please? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say I went to Las Tapas before and I didn't enjoy it. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> that was your story. Yes, thank you. Short and sweet. Uh, why don't you like Dublin City Centre, Gary? What's your issue um, with it? I, I tell you, something that I, I thought about it, it, it come up. Um, I, do you know when you're away and you're 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 melting away and you're daydreaming and you're just thinking to yourself. And then I was flicking through the news on my phone, and something that's really bothering me lately is knife crime, and I mean that seriously. Every day you look, you turn on the news, there's a stabbing or there's, you know, you see stuff on social media that somebody's being the victim of, of a knife attack and it's becoming more and more common and you speak to like I, I know a good few me- members of the, the guards and, and they're just saying the amount of stabbings lately is that, is that because you're in witness protection as a Kinahan member? <laughs> no but I mean that I, I would have a fear now of going out to the city centre I think it's gone mental out there and then you see as well on social media and stuff just video clips of stuff going on out in town and no not for me mm. I, I agree with you on in, in a way because like it, it there was a case there not not in the city centre this actually happened in Dunleary and it involved uh, a young lad who from reading the story definitely seems to have psychological issues Um and that's, I, I won't comment any further on it, but he uh, met this girl through a dating app mm. and met with her with the intention of trying to kill her, essentially. And he used the knife. And now, thankfully, the, the girl survived and, you know, that kind of thing. But um, 
it just it, it was one thing it was when I was reading it I'd never really thought about it in the sense of just how easy it is for somebody to buy a knife like that's, li- that's literally that's that, that, that young lad just went into little purchased a knife and he purchased it with the intention of later that day trying to kill somebody with it like it was an Asian mm. woman wasn't it I don't think I don't know to be honest. I, I don't know because I don't think her identity was revealed. Now I could be wrong. Like you know, it but was down along um, just the near sea, down the seafront. Yeah, yeah, down, yeah, down near where the bats is. Yeah, yeah. Um, like fucking shocking case to be honest with you. Like, and I'm, geez, I'm glad she survived. But it also shows the risks that women take sometimes meeting lunatics through them apps. Like you know. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, but, absolutely. Um, as I now no, look, this is probably going to sound right now very. Uh, sexist of me or whatever but I don't think that's something men have to worry about when they go onto these kind of apps and whatever you know what I mean it's one of those weird ones where I'm all for equality and all but at the same time I'm like Jesus girls don't be fucking meeting up with people who you don't know without telling people what you're doing where you're going you know I think that's very fair fair comment and I don't think it's sexist at all Um, but yeah yeah, I don't know. I'd agree with you, Gary, on the knife crime thing, though. I do think it yeah, is. Yeah, I know that. That's, that probably sounds like it's a little bit left field, but it's something that's been kind of, you know, when you have something spinning on in your head. Mm, yeah. I, I, I have this fear, like, you know, of of that kind okay. of thing. And when you read more and more about it. And, and again, I've no idea because I've never looked into this, and it's just because it's randomly kind of came up here. But, like, do you have to be, like, above the age of 16 or whatever to buy a knife? Do you have to produce ID to buy a knife? Or does it literally. If no. and I'm I'm just using little as an example. I'm not saying little is the problem here, but can you just march into a little and if you happen to find that they have, you know, a big butcher's knife in the middle oils on special, any person can pick that up, head on up to the. Never actually bought a knife. Pay the four ninety nine for it, and you know. I don't but, think there's anything to stop you there. I don't think there's yeah. anything. Jesus, yeah, I don't know. Is there is there that much of a problem? I don't I don't really remember hearing about. I I heard it the story that you said, Danny. That was quite prevalent in the press but I don't remember of any other I've heard, no I do I um, remember a few well, or, over the or last random attacks over the well, last month or two I, I, I definitely see, heard I, more in the city centre definitely heard there was one case where uh, they, they had to close down uh, O'Connell Street the Lewis and everything was, was stopped from going up for a chap that was stabbed in, in the early hours of the morning oh, um, and I, th- I think that was like the second case within the space of two weeks that I heard of so um, there was a, somebody sent me a video on, on WhatsApp there it was yesterday. Um, is this the lads in the car park? No, this is this is actually. Um, oh, do you know? Do you know fucking ah oh, the stag's head? Yeah. Dame Lane, isn't it? Think it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, yeah. There's, there's this fella filming a buscar, and fucking ten yards to the left, uh, there's a girl standing there watching the the buskin, and a fella comes up, real gently shows her the knife takes her handbag off her shoulder real slowly and walks off jesus yeah yeah i don't the, the video that I, I got sent recently uh it's it's two lads in a car park and um i, I don't know what's happened that they're kind of you know they're at each other they're not they're not physically at each other but they're they're mouthing at one another and you mm. see the chap who has his back to the camera puts his hand behind his back lifts his t-shirt and from his like belt, like under his belt, takes a knife out, and the other lads talking, and as he's talking, he's you know so when you get animated, your hands start going everywhere and all, mm. and he his two hands go up in the air as he's trying to say like I don't fucking know, and with that your man just two very quick just 
to the stomach of your man. And you could tell by your man's reaction, he didn't actually know what had happened until he looked down and seen blood. He was wearing a white t-shirt, like. Mm. And, uh, and but the other fellow was gone. He was like, "Do you know what I mean? Who's gone? It's just." Mm. But yeah, yeah. I know uh, it is. I, I know Limerick had a terrible reputation. I know people from Limerick get very upset if you refer to a still as Stab City. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's. I don't think Stab City is a problem. I just think there's a, a weird kind of. I suppose I don't know. I think ease of access to to these weapons won't be the problem. I don't know. It's starting to so. sound like a it's starting to sound like a conservative outlad, but you know, kids yeah, these I, days. I, I playing the computer games. If you if you even uh, you know fish fishing supply shops and fish bait shops, they have all these different knives. Uh, for yeah. I suppose cutting fish and stuff, but um, I, I've seen. I, I think it's in Ireland. A good few of them, like they have kind of a, you know, a, a union where they're all together, all different mm. fish suppliers and stuff, fish fish equipment suppliers, and and think they've all come into an agreement that for anybody to buy a knife, you have to present ID and proof of address. Yeah, yeah, and I like I think that's all it has to be. Like, and I know that would make, you know, the the likes of Homestore and more and all them, it would make their life a bit miserable because you know obviously they sell a lot of these. But they're selling them, obviously. But you know, yeah, here's yeah. here's your kitchenware kind of thing. But well, that's yeah, not going to stop it's, the tax, though, is it? it but it, it makes it harder, Graham. It's just that whole thing of putting one extra step involved. So somebody who, for whatever reason, they're, they're either you know they might be having a horrendous day and have a bit of a grudge against somebody and decide that's what they're going to do, or it might be somebody who has all kinds of psychological issues. They're not in the right frame of mind and they decide. That's what I'm gonna do, or it could it could be a criminal who's getting it to, with with the intention of the example Gary used, you know, threatening somebody and stealing their handbag or whatever. But I think if you make it more difficult to obtain something, you know, it, Barry, are you talking about a point of purchase where they're gonna be uh, refused to buy it, or are you just talking about here you need to register your name and address here before buying it? Because they're still gonna, they're still gonna be buying it, like, and they still, they still no, could I, I, I know a that, week or two later. I know that, but if you have to produce photo ID with, with an address on it, for an example, you know, that, that's a, a deterrent in itself, surely, because somebody's like, oh well, you know what, they'll have a record somewhere. Yeah, well, I think you know? people, people, psychos wouldn't mind doing that at the risk of, like your man, the example well, you used down in, in well, the area. Well, well, that was well, you see, he would he, he would have done. I know, yeah, but but for example, he wouldn't have been because he was he was too young. Do you know what I mean? So what what photo ID would an address is he going to produce and and it's going to have his date of birth on it? So that will raise questions and eyebrows straight away, you know. Yeah. So will that would the shops then send it to the guards like and say here we sold X amount of knives this month and here's who the people are. Well, I don't, I don't know. If, I haven't thought about it in that much detail. I don't know. But I'm sure they'd have some sort of process in place for this sort of situation. Or, don't you think you know, they'd talk if, if, to be honest. Well, well no, I haven't, Graham, because we've been talking about it for five minutes. <laughs> only only on this show. Only on this show would you go from talking about tapas to knives in the same fucking go. <laughs> Gary, I wanted to talk about uh, where did your dogs go? I know you absolutely idolise your two dogs. Where did he go yeah. while you were away? And did you miss them? So look, at we as a species, we don't deserve dogs. I've always said that. So it was very funny. Here, here. 
the dogs obviously knew I brought down the suitcases from upstairs and the two of them looked at it as if to say here we fucking go <laughs> um, but my my mother took them for the two weeks and like this is no word of a lie usually for the first few days they won't eat um, they'll just stay in the bed they'll be very unsettled and narky but she said this year they were actually grand from the get go um, like, but I mean, I was only thinking about it. Like, my dogs are eleven now, so they're seventy-seven in in doggy years. So they're veterans. So they they probably said, Do you know what? We can either sulk like a pair of idiots, or we can get on with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they got on with it. They were grand. They were happy to see us. Um, and yeah, they were up in up in Ballybrack for for the two weeks, and and they behaved themselves. And uh, when when you collected them, Gary, was there any sulking? No, there was just he Gizmo looked at me as if to say, Can we just go? <laughs> We've been very good. Can we just fucking go, please? And they were That's fine. They were, they're, 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 they're getting older though, you know, they're they're kind of um they're not, not that they're sleeping a lot, they're kinda of lounging around a lot now. Mm. Uh, they're just kind of chilling, you know. They're not as giddy as they used to be, but they're still they're fantastic. I yeah. had a good uh, myself and Gizmo had a dance to Simply Red Sunrise earlier on. He enjoyed it. What that um, sounds like what did a you good say, activity. What did you say his new name was? Tumber Harris, is it? Tumber Hughes. Yeah, he he wants to be known as Tumber Hughes. Well, he. I don't know. Just to come up there this morning. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> In in this day and age, I I think if somebody asks to be identified as something, I think you have to go with that, don't you? Absolutely. Danny, you Hands know when you get your dogs groomed, do they come back yes. in the horrors like Gary's dogs? Uh, no, I've, I've seen video footage of uh, Gary's dogs being quite sulky with them. Um, our lads love... Um, going to the groomer because the groomer that we go to she's absolutely wonderful with the animals um, but when they when we collect them there's a certain element of a kind of it's almost like they didn't believe you're going to come back that's the feeling I get off them and they're a little they're, they're a little bit kind of edgy with us as if to say you know we don't we're, we're not entirely happy with this situation but we are ploughed with a load of treats and we got our arses washed so you know um, got but, their balloon knots washed. <laughs> <laughs> you completely stole that out from Gary's. You completely stole that. That was a great segue. Yeah, I'll give you. I will. You've redeemed yourself for your earlier mishaps, uh, Graham. That was a wonderful segue. Um, but before we segue to balloon knots, I'd just. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was was going to give a free plug to uh, Riverside Boarding and Kennels Uh, they're based in Tullow so it's only about an hour from the borough up through Talla and beyond Blessington there but uh, if you're ever looking for somewhere to place a dog couldn't recommend them highly enough wonderful people wonderful okay who wants to explain (laughs) it Explain what the 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 what you just came out with there, Graham. Yeah, let Gary explain it. It's his favourite saying. Um, Graham, you're paused on my screen now. Is he paused on yours, Daniel? Blink there, Meryl. 
Yes, he is. He's frozen in time there. Ah, oh, so, no. Yeah. 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 Um, he's, pro- he's probably examining his balloon knot. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you like balloon knots, Gary? Uh, so, uh, about two months ago, um, I was introduced to a term uh, by, uh, by a gentleman um, who comes up with some buttes. So, he, he says that... <laughs> He, he says, uh, I heard a good one for bum holes. And I said, what? He says, uh, balloon knot. <laughs> you know, do you know what it is, right? Mm-hmm. The, it's, the, it's the childish side of me that still giggles at farts that is giggling at this, but I can't <laughs> yeah. help myself. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very uh, involuntary reaction because I know I shouldn't laugh, but, you know, it's... It's, uh, it's brilliant. It is. Gone all Apologies. this, year, gone on, gone all this time, and never hear, hearing of it is even more fascinating. It's, I'll, I'll be honest, Grant, it's fascinating hearing you talk while looking at what seems to be an immemorial picture on our screen at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that frozen? It's probably the worst. The wiffy. The wiffy, yeah, it could be the wiffy, all right, yeah. But you know, yeah. when you go through those phases, you know, like I mean, when you're around twelve, you get your arse right up to a mirror and you look up your hole <laughs> now when you go through that real curious phase it is all right, that's the first thing I thought of it, it's exactly like a balloon that. I can safely say man I've never done that I've never yeah. done that <laughs> you still do it Gary in this day and age I'd say people are using camera phones more than mirrors do you know that did you never put your arse right up to the mirror and bark <laughs> why 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 would you do that, Kerry? Just to get the condensation. Just drop the condensation in it. <laughs> Are you for real? Oh man. Uh, <laughs> Is that the gin the gin's gone to your head now? You love a pink gin, don't you, Gary? I really yeah, I like a the, we were getting them over on holiday so you could get um you could well, you could buy a bottle of it in the supermarket for eleven euro. And drink away to your heart's content. But if you, if we if we got them at the bar in the hotel, it was four euro fifty for a pink gin and tonic. But there was easily five or six gins in it. They were they were generous with their helping. Oh yeah. So you'd be well on your way after two of them. Yeah. Not that we'd encourage, um, you know, drinking in excess. Yeah, we wouldn't we wouldn't drink responsibly, kids. Yeah. But in fairness, if you're getting a good deal, fucking plow them into you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you try any new drinks over there, Gary? Um, we had this fantastic lemon schnapps, actually. Um, they, they were giving it to us in the tapas restaurant uh, after we paid the bill. So it was like um, like a lemon syrup with alcohol in, in ice, like a shot. It was fucking gorgeous. I'll tell you what, what, what I love. I haven't drank it in years, uh, but lemoncello. Never had it. Lemoncello. Have you Never not? had it. It's, What's lemoncello? It's a liqueur. And it'll blow the socks off you. Is or it it'll, make you, it'll make you violently ill, one or the other. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, you'd, like, you wouldn't need a lot of it now, but Jesus, it was unreal. Lemon, unreal. like Mickey Fins or something. Lemon, no, excuse me, it's far more upmarket than Mickey Fins. How very dare you. <laughs> um, and especially the type I was drinking on the island of Capri in the Bay of Naples. Thank you very much. Oh, well. Won't won't be having that sort of Mickey Finn's nonsense thrown at me. 
My man of exquisite what? taste. What was the shot that tasted like a packet of Frosties? Aftershock, was it? Oh. oh, what was it, Gary? Aftershock, no. Oh no, that was the that was vile. Can you still get aftershock? I haven't yeah. seen it. There's, do you know, I've nothing but uh, disgust at that drink. Well, it's aftershock. I just seen it bring out the worst in people over the years. I've seen people punch through doors and everything after a few shots of that aftershock. Pigs. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I wouldn't be. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be going looking for those kind of shots if, if you know. I've, I've, I've nothing against now. Shot a sambuca on an occasion or a night out. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, I wouldn't. After shock to me is a waste of money. Yeah, it's horrible. It's it, and mm. it uh, it catches your breath for a couple of seconds. Now you kind of go. Yeah, <gasps> yeah, yeah. Mm. Horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Our friend uh, Will Gar likes the rusty nail shot. Yeah, he's yeah, but Jesus Christ, he he'd pass that and through his mouth, that lad. <clears throat> What's in a rusty nail, Gary? Uh, whiskey. I think a little bit of Bailey's and a bit of tequila, is it? Oh, rotten! I did it one time in a over in the Victor years ago, and I wasn't the same for about two or three days. Pajo yeah. did it as well. Rotten. I have to say, now if I'm ever at a wedding or anything, and I end up doing shots, I'm not. I'm not great for two days after it. Yeah. See, I'm 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 grand on shorts now, and I like, but but if if, for example, if a Heineken gets within a foot of me, I'll I'll die for days. Mm. It's just I can't deal with beer anymore. But but shorts or or whatever, I'm I'm far happier with a few whiskeys than I am with beer now. You see, if I even smell whiskey, I I'd want to have. Really? Yeah. Do you yeah, see, Gary? So I, I, I would say to you there, you just haven't found your right whiskey, man. No, I'm, I'm whiskey and me. No, it's never gonna happen, ever. I'm a, uh, I, I just, I don't know. The last couple of years now, I, if, if, if was that a wedding, for example, right? Because I, I tend to mainly only drink at weddings these days. I don't really do, uh, drinking beyond that. But uh, I, I probably have two or three points of Guinness, foundation, and mm. from there, from there on. I'm onto the whiskies, and then by the time the band have got to, you know, the five mega mix or Tina Turner, <laughs> I'm, I'm on whatever is being handed to me. But uh, yeah. the, the the whiskey in particular at the moment, the one that is wetting my appetite, is a whiskey called Woodford Reserve. Lads, if you see it, buy it, drink it, it's delicious. But do you not get that kind of, it catches your breath and that kind of feeling? Uh, no, I, I used to, but uh, I was taught a little trick when when I first uh, started getting into whiskey. Um, and as I know, some people will, will you know, it's it's nice sometimes to drink it in a glass and just sip it neat or or on the rocks or whatever. But what I like to, to do now is do it with a shot. Just do a shot of it, and then you wash it down with a bit of apple juice because the apple juice apple kills, juice yeah it kills that kind of born feeling that you're describing, Gary without sacrificing the taste of the whiskey. Okay. Well, and that way you get to drink lots of apple juice, which I enjoy also. Where well, did if you I buy last that whiskey? Of, Sorry, if Grant? I buy a bottle of Woodford Reserve and a litre of apple juice and end up getting charged for domestic violence, it's on your fucking head. 
Where did you get the wood uh, wood fire whiskey, Danny? It, not wood fire, Graham. Woodford Reserve. It's the name. That's of what I said. Wood fire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you, you can get it in all good off licenses and some rubbish ones too. Right. And um, now, how did you come across it? I yeah. Uh, I just sorry. That's a very good goal. That's after being scored there. Sorry. Um. I I go through phases of saying I, I I'm gonna try a new whiskey. So I'll just. If, if I'm buying a bottle for an occasion or if I'm going up to Oleg for New Year's or for someone's birthday or whatever, having a barbecue or something like that, you can't go to a house empty-handed. So Oleg likes whiskey, so me and him would have a couple of whiskeys. He'd be like, oh, I got a new one. Now, Oleg doesn't care. He's just like, I, I like Jameson. Can we just, you know, we'll, we'll get on with this kind of thing. But I, uh, I like to sample new wares. So I was just seeing that one day. I thought, you know what, I'll give that, that's a... It's more of a bourbon. We'll give that a go. And lo and behold, new favourite whiskey. It's a very boring story for the listeners, Graham. I'm not sure why why that's important. <laughs> what are you doing there, Gary? I'm fucking aged left the kitchen door. Into the kitchen. Who locked that? <laughs> we go up and get into our pajamas, will you? You're in them now. All right. Sorry, <laughs> All right. All right, Gary. Look, Can you put the kitchen light on, Gary? Yeah. It affects Goodbye. the sound production. Um, Graham's frightened there because from that angle, you genuinely did look like a gangster breaking into his house. <laughs> um, Gary, if uh, you had to pick a song to describe your life, what song would it be? At the moment? Any, any song at all. Any song. Graham, we'll be coming to you next, so start thinking. Um, I tell you what I, I have been saying, I've been absolutely hopping off lately, yeah. right? I can't explain why, I don't know where it came from, but I, I'm really enjoying it. Simply Red Sunrise. You referenced this earlier on. Yeah. Okay. Simply Red Sunrise? I don't remember that song. Ah, uh, lads, put it into your ears. I don't know why... I'm enjoying it so much. I'm yes. actually, I was here earlier, I was here this morning having a boiled egg tea and toast and I told Alexa to play Simply Red Sunrise and I just danced around the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. It's it just, it's just, I'm really enjoying it and it, it's, a, it's, it's a horny song. It's a happy song. <laughs> it's an uplifting song. It's, it's just, it's hitting every spot. Would you be a fan of Simply Red in general, Gary? Absolutely not. I think he's an arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> well, for this sing, one song, you'll make there, an exception. Gary. Gary, sing a bit of Sunrise there. Uh, I won't. I'll get Alexa to play it if you want. Oh, I just can't remember it. The song uh, I'm Amazon, Amazon have had enough plugs on this show. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening to uh, Mike Christopher Heyday a lot recently. Makes me feel good about myself. Christopher who? Mike Christopher, the Irish singer that, that was killed in Europe. Oh, yes, that's right. Gemma's brother knew him very well. Oh, is really? It not Mick, is it not Mick Christopher? Mick, Mick Christopher, yeah. Heyday. Yeah, it was on a Guinness ad quite some time ago, I believe. Yeah, yeah he, he is. He, uh, Heyday, baby. Is it Mick Christopher that sings that, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, leave it to him, Graham. Oh, you bastard, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
it's not old and it's golden. What were you yeah, going to say there, Gary? He, he was trying to, uh, he brought out a few songs and he was motorbike Korean at the same time when he was trying to break through. And he, things had started to happen to him, happened for him, uh, and he died. And, I, didn't know, uh, I didn't know he, he died. I, did, I wasn't aware of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah he died years ago yeah. in Europe. Well, like, and well, had that song like already kind of got big or whatever, did it get big after he died? I, I, you know I, I think it had just landed on a few people's laps who could have made things happen for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it started getting a bit of airtime, and, uh, and he died tragically, yeah? Did he, he fell down the stairs, did he? Uh, in Amsterdam, I think, yeah. Yeah. Jesus. It's fairly sad. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's the song I'm singing. Or, 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 I'm playing a lot at the moment. All right. Then. What about you, Danny? How are you, Charles? Uh, there's, did you have a good holiday? Yeah. What did you do? Go on the pool. Go on the, did your daddy swim in the pool with you? Yeah. Well, you've had your five minutes of fame off about your business. There we go. That's Gary Soon making his debut on WTS Pot there. Um, I would have liked youngest to have, guest ever. I would have liked to have heard more about his holiday there, Gar, but I I'm not going to interfere with your parenting. Yeah, no, he's had he's just invading my space now a bit too much today. Am I liking? <laughs> You're annoying, is he? Um, what song have now? So I I started this by asking for a song to describe your life. So you you was about going with a song that you're listening to a lot lately. So Will I go with that as well, or? Well, to just yeah, yeah. No, do you know yeah. what? Stick to the original question. You right. tell us what describes your life. Abba dancing queen. All oh, right. Just, that describes your life. Just hits all the right notes, doesn't it? That's fair enough. It's a fair comment. I never really talked to Abba. How could you not take to Abba, Gary? I remember uh, my one of my uncles telling me years ago. Um, we were talking about the Catholic Church and child sex abuse and all that, and he was telling me that um, they used to have these neighbours and the father in the house used to play ABBA all the time. But my uncle remembered, um, he, t- he this man told my uncle to go in and, and turn the music on, and your man followed him in and put his hand down his trousers and felt him. So ever since I heard that, I could never listen to ABBA. Did not I, expect that type of story. I, I, yeah, I'll be honest with you. That that did not go. And I thought you were just going to say, you know, I didn't like Chikatita. No, I, well, it's the story. It was something like that. It was definitely something along those lines. Right. He definitely, your man definitely touched him up anyway. I won't say his name. That, no, that's that. Yeah, okay, right. Gee, I'll uh, say yeah. his name there. Okay. Graham. If, I tell you, we'd all know his his son. That's all I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> I actually Edith. don't know. I actually don't know if this is now uh, satire or what. So yeah. <laughs> Hello. Oh, Gar- now both of you are frozen. Hello, Gary. Charlie obviously is. Oh, Charlie's no. at the Gar- reckoning, did he? Are you? Are you no, no, no. Oh, there's Gary. Well. You've gone completely from your screen, but I can still hear you, Gar. So, mm-hmm. Merlo, you're still frozen. So, I don't know. Will, Graham, actually, will you try something for me? Will you tap the button that reverses the camera to the outward camera and then press it again so it goes back to your selfie camera and see if that resets it there? Because I'm sick of looking at you. 
in that way, that particular pose. You look like somebody's pleasuring your balloon at. <laughs> Is it gone now? No, it's not. It's still there. It's still no, there. I've tried, man. I'm sorry. Grant, it's, only, it's all right. Don't worry. We've got a few um, minutes left anyway. We do, we do. Um, I, I don't know if I've ever told, I, th- I think I might have described this in the podcast before, but I, I once had a dream about ABBA, and this isn't leading to a shit, I have a dream joke, by the way. It's a popular song by ABBA, Grant. Um, but <laughs> uh, I did hold some resentment towards them following that dream for quite some time. But uh, I didn't, I have a, a Eurovision playlist on, on my Spotify, and sure, they, they came on one day and it reignited the flame. But uh, I had a dream some time ago that uh, I I basically acted as a mediator and I managed to rekindle the relationships of Benny, Bjorn, Anna and Frida. And I got them all into the same room again and they were all talking and there was hugs and everything was put to bed. And I just happened to have a guitar handy and I just gently pushed it towards Bjorn. And he took it, and lo and behold, they start singing as if it was 1974 all over again. <laughs> and, and, and and everything was rosy. And I said, listen, lads, we've just caught lightning in a bottle here. And I'd like to think I've won over your trust. And I'd be honoured if you let me try to get you back into a studio and do a final world tour. A reunion and farewell tour all in one. Anna was a little bit ropey about it, but the two lads are going home, so we said, fuck it, we're doing it. So we did, got them, their album went to number one, uh, as it should, and <laughs> it was a sold-out world tour, and they were kicking it off in Wembley Stadium, and uh, we had our little pre-concert huddle, and, uh, so I left out a key bit of this, sorry, after we announced the world tour, and after it had all sold out and all, at the opening concert in Wembley in London, uh, they said, we, we want you to join us on stage for the opening song. This wouldn't happen without you. So we're going to open the tour with your favourite song and you're going to be on stage singing it with us. And I was fucking loving life. I was like, right, well, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely playing the piano for Chicka Tea today. And they're like, you, they're like, you've got it. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is done. So I was you know, taking piano lessons and fucking getting well into it and, you know, making sure that I didn't hit a bum note and that Chicka Tita was going to fucking blow the crowd away at Wembley. And uh, we get to the concert night and we're having a pre-concert huddle and I can tell there's something wrong. I can t- I'm picking up on a vibe, you know, and, and Bjorn keeps looking at me and Benny keeps nudging Anna and nodding his head towards me and I'm like, what the fuck's going on here, lads? And uh, in the little pre-concert huddle, they announced they were kicking me out of the band because I couldn't grow a beard. <laughs> ben, Benny and Bjorn with their luscious 1970s beards, me with me three hairs on me chin, and they said you can't, you don't fit the style. You can't we can't do it? <laughs> you'll you'll hurt you'll 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 hurt the merchandise too much. Uh, was it so, like was it real vivid? Like did you feel the emotion? Like like I woke up and I was like fucking Swedish bastards. I couldn't. I, was, I couldn't believe it. Um, imagine you wearing. Um, imagine you wearing one of their one of their attire, their onesies. Graham, I I I was measured. I was in a sequence short. <laughs> I was ready to it. go. I was ready Vivid to go. dreams are mad though, aren't they? It's, do you know what it is, right? Do you know when you get them dreams, you can only remember little bits of it. So you try to piece it together. Yeah. Uh, like saying, oh, that must have happened or something. Do you know what I mean? But no. But this was. 
it was probably only about three minutes in, in, in like it was probably only about a three minute dream but it felt like it had gone on for hours and like i remembered every detail it was so weird like oh man so you woke up are you uh do you know what graham if their attitude towards me because i'm follically challenged is that i can't be in the band i am very glad i woke up <laughs> i had a dream i went to a deb's the other day it's fucking mad Who's there? Be going around with 17, 18-year-olds, Graham, in fairness. Yeah. It was, it was, oh, shut up, you two fucking dopes. <laughs> were you, were you 17 and 18 in your dream at a Debs, or was it you today, now, 34 years of age, and doing what you want, thank you, at a Debs? I was, I was 18 years of age going to a Debs. Thank Very you. Good. Okay, so, do you think, was, was it you reliving some unfulfilled dream over Debs? I've no idea because don't they say before you go to sleep like you were obviously listening to Abba and that's why you dreamed of Abba religiously <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it was my father Lord rest him uh, when he was highly medicated before he died he used to he told me he had the maddest dreams and because uh, he was on Oxycontin mm. and uh, he he uh, he woke up one morning and he like he was telling me this. He uh, he basically had the most vivid dream that he was doing backing vocals for Tina Turner out in the RDS. <laughs> and he he woke up obviously thinking, Jesus, that was a brilliant night and everything. And uh, he said to me, Matt, you know, he said I had like it's I never forget that last night. It was so enjoyable. I wonder would they be able to send me out a video of it. And she said, what, what are you talking about? He said, doing the concert with Tina last night was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's brilliant, man. That is brilliant. Danny, Danny, uh, on the WhatsApp group with Gary and a couple of the lads, uh, Pajo, Robin, Will and Fiddle, mm. Gary will occasionally say, he'll call one of the lads out, probably Rob more than likely, and say, Rob, you were never there for me when my father died. Away in Ross. <laughs> and then, then he'll leave the group <laughs> punch on for the dramatics but alright I mean and it's then he'll a lot better than put, me, put me back in there in an hour will you <laughs> um, lads the football is back it is Gary it is uh, Manchester United 4 Chelsea nil. And a fella said to me on the Sunday morning, he said, you know what? He said, they either win 4-0 or they lose 4-0. Did he put a bet on? He didn't, and I didn't. But, Jesus Christ, I didn't see that coming 4-0 against Chelsea. I don't think anybody did, to be fair. Mm. I don't think anybody did. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I've said on this podcast more times than a few that, like, my love of football has definitely dwindled and I could kind of take it or leave it most days but I don't know why this year I like the opening weekend of the Premiership I watched as many matches as I could yeah I was the same and, yeah and thankfully kind of the you know, the, the Spurs match was a bit lame up until they they managed to bag the goals at the end like which gave a bit of excitement to her it was a bit of a shit match in general but uh, the minute Ericsson came on he changed the game didn't he yeah that, that's actually what it was I had yeah, three one and that I did with Paddy you did not, did you? Yeah. Oh man, oh man. It's only nine uh, to one. Actually, do you know? Do you know what? It's, it's not a charity. 
<laughs> do you know do you know what annoys me about bookies though in general and not not any specific bookie but bookies that offer um these same game multi bets i think is what they're called yeah gary does them. gary's gary's addicted them, yeah. but have you ever actually checked some of them where you'd get better odds if you done them as two sing the returns would be better if you done them as two singles yeah, but you see, you can't do them as two singles because they're related bets. That's why but they're if, in a movie. But if if you do them online and you do, you know, five on that one, five on that one. Do you get yeah, what I mean? Not, yeah, but you can't do them, say, do you mean in a double or singles? No, two singles, two individual singles to return. Now, it's only the difference of, say, a euro, but I'm kind of like, what, why am I getting better odds as two, sing, or two singles here than I am as... Well, you see, in, in a in a same game multi bet, like if you're going to do say Rashford to score any time, and mm. over two and a half goals, yeah, it's it's going to bring the price down because they're saying there's going to be a goal from Rashford. Yeah. So you're only looking for two more goals. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it kind of scalps it each time. Mm. But yeah, like you're right. Like but you're right about prices because I seen it mm. about three or four years ago. Like it's getting worse and worse and worse. Like, I mean, yeah. the Bayern Munich's last game of the season there, Lewandowski first goal was even money. Ah, that's, yeah, no, that's... Now, there's feasibly 20 players that can get the first fucking goal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, well, yeah, that's, that's across the board. Like, that, that's even in rugby. Like, so, they're, uh, Ireland, Ireland were playing Italy last weekend in rugby. And, look, Ireland would be heavy favourites pretty much every time they line up against Italy. Um. But when you have players who are, and, and bearing in mind, in in rugby, it's it's thirty lads who legitimately could score the first try. You mm. know what I mean? Because I mean, like the ball is as likely to be mauled over the line as it is to be thrown out wide in a pacey winger sprint over the mm. line. You know what I mean? Like it's, um, but there were Ireland players who were uh, three to one on. To score the first try, Jesus. and I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, that is yeah. just, you know. But uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a, we've had a couple of requests from people in the past actually to do episodes on uh, gambling in Ireland, uh, particularly around horse racing, but also around the fixed odds betting terminals. Is that what they're called? The machine yokes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and how dangerous they are, and. In one sense, I think, yeah, look, it's definitely a conversation worth having. But in another sense, I'm also kind of like, <sighs> and again, this may be me being dismissive, but there's an element of personal responsibility if you're going to gamble, lads. Come on, like. Danny, Danny, you are 100%. And I'll tell you why, right? Gambling is like Because you work on body power, that's why. No, 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 no. Gambling is like anything else. You have to be socially responsible to yourself and those around you. Yeah. Now, if I go and take a hundred euro out of my bank account every day and go gamble it, mm-hmm. I'm not being responsible to myself and my family. Likewise, if I bring my kids to McDonald's for their breakfast mm-hmm. and to Apache Pizza for lunch and into the Chinese for their dinner. I am not showing responsibility to my children. Mm. 
Then if I go off and buy 40 cigarettes and smoke them every day of the week, I'm not being responsible to myself. People say gambling is worse than drink or drugs. A drinker will fall down and have to stop drinking eventually. Somebody doing drugs will fall asleep or, or whatever else. I can tell you now, if you aren't either clever or responsible with gambling, it'll swallow you alive. Yeah. But it's like anything else. If yeah. if if buying fucking dirty magazines is your thing, if you're buying fucking 10 or 15 of them a day, you're not being responsible to yourself because you're going to lose money. It like yeah yeah. I can well, tell you now, you can walk into any fucking bookies in the country and say, "I want to exclude myself from gambling," <laughs> and you they will take a picture of you and upload your details onto a system, and you're gone. Good luck. Yeah, yeah, but that's like you know, admitting to uh, that's like being an alcoholic and admitting that you're an alcoholic. It's very, 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 very hard to do, and a lot of people in their life, alcoholics in their life, actually won't get to that point. You know, no, so. I, I, Absolutely. Well, what, what, what is the fundamental point? And I'm not being rude or cheeky or smart, but what's the fundamental point you're making that um, it's a choice? That we all have responsibility on our own shoulders to behave yeah. and act responsibly. Yeah, and if you were taking, pardon? That goes without saying, and, and it goes without saying with drink, drugs, and gambling. It'll look at if you don't act responsibly in any any element of your life, life will swallow you up. Like, if you get paid on a Thursday and you take the decision to go into a bookies and drop 400, 500 quid, then you're a fucking agent. Look, yeah. we, said we all, look, everybody has a voice of some sort or another. You know, mine is chicken nuggets, for example. But, like, <laughs> I, I think, uh, like, I'm, I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here a little bit. I'm, and maybe it's to stoke the flames of this conversation. Uh, but... I do accept that, you know, people have genuine problems and somebody who has an addictive personality yeah. um, is, is far more suspect to be perhaps taken advantage of through certain uh, offers or certain um, promotions or, or those kind of things. Yeah. Well, the especially, especially, hang on, we'll, we'll get to them. Like, so I, I just think that, <clears throat> look, for me, I'm kind of like, if you don't have it, you don't spend it or you don't gamble it, whatever way you want to look at it. That's exactly but, my outlook. But, but, but I just think then the flip side of that is if somebody has a problem and they're chasing that money, they they become very desperate. Mm. And and to your point, Mero, about like an alcoholic may go through their entire life without ever admitting they're an alcoholic, I, I'd push that back again onto the personal responsibility element that, that you know, at some point you, you have to face up and say, I have a problem. Yeah, but you it's know? easier and said than done. Like it's you don't it, know why these people do these things. No, exactly. But but I just think in this day and age that there's there's so many outlets for people, um, and and there's so many signposts for people to to recognise a problem and and to seek help. And it, it takes a very brave person. I'm not trying to to say it's easy. Get on with it. It takes a very brave person and somebody who who has perhaps reached a point where where they have to seek help and acknowledging that is very hard to do but I would say at some point you know either listening to loved ones who have recognised the problem recognising yourself if you're having to borrow money for example to put a bed on that should be like that. that's not normal That's that should be the very first sign to you that you need help well no it's not the very first sign it's probably 
one of many signs, but it's, it's, it's a big flashing fucking warning sign that, hang on a second, in order for me to pursue this hobby, as, the, as some people would call it, <laughs> I, I've had to borrow money because I have spent money I didn't have in the first place. And I think that's where it gets into a very, very difficult element and it gets into a very kind of murky area of, right, this isn't about the promotions anymore. This isn't about the market employees. This isn't about the the tactics of, uh, you know, the target audience and hitting them. This is now that addictive personality has fucking manifested in a major way. Yeah. And, and, and there has to be an element of self-recognition there. Yeah. Look, I, I say it a lot, obviously, but like you, you see it with, with people who are recovering from, from drug problems and, and they come off drugs and then they, they come manifested in either gambling on horses or, or football or whatever. And it's like they can't miss anything, you know? That, so that's, they're replacing their drugs with, with gambling. Yes, yes. Yeah. But like, like, I'm not saying that I'm certainly not a company man. Like I'm far from it. But I mean, yeah, you you have to be responsible for every part of your life. You have to yeah. you have to you have to know what way to conduct yourself. And if, as Danny says, if you're going to borrow twenty or thirty euro to put money on a horse, well, I'm sorry. Well, you I'd, need I'd help, feel, and you should know. Sorry. I'd certainly feel sorry for, say, a supporter of the English Premier League when if they're going through that kind of state of recovery from gambling, and then they go to a match. And sure, half the Premier League teams now in England are sponsored by a gambling sponsor. Yeah, like I, if it's going to be constantly in your face, like I, I, I mean, would, I'd I agree with you. Sorry for them, and I'd have a lot more empathy for them than I would say in ter- in terms of versus. Oh, it's their own personal choice. Their personal choice to give up, and then they're going to a match. It could be a season tick holder at Man United or whoever it may be, and there's there's thirty two red. Everywhere. William Hill are sponsoring the English national team and the FA the past forty five years. It's yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with you, and that, but that's what I was saying about the whole marketing element of it and that self self reflection piece because there there is definitely like if you look at say Formula One in the nineties, cigarettes were on every single that's car. Right, yeah. You yeah. couldn't you you couldn't watch a race without Marlboro being in your face, without yeah, Rockman's yeah. being in your face, without Benson, Benson and, hedges. and hedges. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the the famous yellow Jordans, the Irish team, Benson and hedges all over them. And it was such a lucrative sponsorship. It was regulated then, wasn't it? The, well, look at the cars now. You, you can't. It started off with certain countries accepting the fact that Jesus, there's a major problem between cigarettes and people's personal health here. We we don't want any more of this. So, like certain countries, the cars couldn't display the cigarette names, and they couldn't. So you're seeing this weird thing where it was almost like they 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 still had the colours, they still had the livery, but it was like the actual logo or the word Benson and Hedges was cleverly pixelated out or they, they put a, a pawn on it the, the, just you mentioned the Jordan team so the, the Jordan team had Buzz and Hornets but it was still in the same font it was still mm. the car was made to look like a giant hornet it was painted yeah. that Benson and Hedges yellow and all they'll always find ways around it but Formula 1 ultimately moved to completely banning cigarettes they made the decision that right no more cigarette sponsorship we're not allowing teams to take that money in blah 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 eventually the opposite how come we've got the opposite then with gambling? Because it seems that each team, the Premier League, has an official gambling sponsor. But because I I think whereas people have widely accepted, Jesus, there are personal health risks 
towards alcohol and there are personal health risks towards smoke. Alcohol, not as much as smoke, and people still, like Heineken still sponsor how many sports tournaments and whatnot, you know what I mean? But I think smoking has such a detrimental effect to people that you couldn't deny it any longer. Whereas, you can't really compare cigarettes, which causes cancer, to gambling. You know what I mean? Yeah, to, to an extent. But, but what I'm saying is... Of course you can. Whereas cigarettes were, were it, it was undeniable, say, to, to accept the problems that cigarettes cause, even if cigarette lobbyists did push it as well. People have a choice to make, a lot like what me and Gary are saying about gambling. The difference being that like somebody can put a two euro bet on and it's fine. You know what I mean? But one cigarette will do you damage. You know what I mean? And it's Both the, and, all and, addictions are detrimental to your health. Well, all addictions are detrimental to your health, Graham. But what I'm saying is somebody can put a bet on and not be addicted, whereas cigarettes have a far more addict. And look, look, there's a whole psychology thing there that I'm not an expert in. I don't think any of us are experts in. But my point here would be, I agree with you around gambling uh, gambling, uh, companies sponsoring sports teams or sponsoring leagues. There's definitely something that needs to be looked at there, and it should be scaled back. But I, I don't think we can get away from the fact that, you know, people, I, I, I'm probably oversimplifying it, I admit that, but I just don't think you can get away from the fact of, if you don't have it, you know, come on, you, you shouldn't do it. And, like, we, we've talked to people on this podcast who, who, who have talked about their problems, and we, we, we've talked to people personally, and we, we know other people and that kind of thing, and all their stories have, you know, such a human side of it and and you know th- their redemption in many ways is, is 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 a wonderful thing but at the same time i think there has to be an element of self-acceptance and they're never going to get help for any kind of problem if there isn't that element of self-acceptance and self-reflection you have to want to help yourself first um and look at can of course gambling is a problem for people you know um like but you have to be responsible to yourself and your life. Mm-hmm. Um, just people who are addicted to buying music and they fucking spend every penny they have on fucking iTunes. They've no money for the rest of the week. Well, so I mean, are you going to see people buying music online? When we talked to Emily Power Smith, one of the things she highlighted was, was a problem with, pe- with, with, and especially younger people, being addicted to pornography. Mm. Like that, That's a massive problem now. And there's people who are presenting themselves to, to, to doctors or to sexologists or, or whatever the case may be because th- they've had a smartphone since they were a, a teenager or a preteen in some cases. So they've had access to, to porn like at a much, much earlier age than previously people would have had access to it. And then they get to kind of their, their early 20s, mid-20s when they're starting to, you know, uh, get into serious relationships and that kind of thing, and they suddenly realise, oh, this this isn't, oh, right, okay, it's different. Like this isn't, so they know they have a problem. Why isn't she sitting on my face, like? Uh, yeah, that's one way of putting a car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. I look, it's it's a far bigger question, and maybe it's it is a, a heavy conversation to end the podcast on. <laughs> it is, Graham. But sometimes that's what happens. You go on tangents. It can't all be. Can't all be lighthearted Billy Connolly as gold. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes Life it is off. I'm not cri- I'm not criticizing, I'm just commenting on it till you settle your jocks. Um Life isn't Jetty Tots and Seven Up, as I've said to you before. We usually say uh, rainbows and bubblegum. Yeah, rainbows you know. and bubblegum.
Yeah, look, I don't know. Maybe, maybe because there was more in that conversation than I thought. So maybe it is something that we need to do a full podcast on and get somebody on to, to know, discuss. Listen, that's exactly what we should do, right? Get somebody on who has maybe had a gambling issue. Get somebody on to mediate and get somebody on, i.e. me, who works in in the gambling industry. Mm. (laughs) There you go. You work front of house. I'll come in the Gabriella gear, sorted. (laughs) (laughs) That's, again, we're talking about addictions to gambling, not pornography gear. But yeah. Anyway, lads, despite the many weird turns this took, we started off uh, talking about what tourist attractions we live in, Gary's holiday, baked goods, knife crime, all sorts <laughs> of manner of stuff. Did, did, this start, did this start by us talking about football and that's how we got into gambling? Yeah. I let us down that oh, path back. talking about, yeah, sorry, that's my fault. I apologise, lads. I did get heavy towards the end. Still, uh, to, to bring it back to where I think you were going with that car. Uh, United's performance was grand. I'm, I'm still, I'm not going to go down the Liverpool road if this is our year. Jesus, now. Well, look, I mean, if Tammy Abraham, <laughs> if Tammy Abraham's shot goes in, it's a different game. Um, Chelsea could have been two up in the first half. Mm. Um, Luke Shaw still has the awareness of a through pass still. Um <laughs> And I think United are going to have problems in midfield. But look, we'll, I'll, I'm just in the frame of mind. I'll enjoy it when it happens because it, yeah. it's been tortured the last few months. And to go out and to actually sit down and watch a match and enjoy it is amazing. And can I, do, can I just say to any Liverpool fans out there who are thinking that it is their year, 2019 might be, but come 2020 when the actual league is fucking handed over, you will be nowhere. Good luck to you. Oh. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah, so I've seen a few Liverpool fans on the Twitter who are just like, lads, this, this, it's one of the reasons that I can't enjoy football is because of the fans and social media. I just think the carry-on is fucking, you know, like like you on social media talking about Shamrock Rovers, Graham. Just, it's not, it's just, it's not enjoyable. Well, I was going to say, the, the first comment made there at the start of it was football is back. Football is never gone when you're a fan of the greatest league in the world because you get to watch the English Premier League all year and then you get to watch the League of Ireland all year. Thank you. Yeah, but but it's a bit like, you know, you've watched Die Hard and you've enjoyed it. So then you go to YouTube and watch some fella reenact the true Legos. Do you know what I mean? The, 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 it, this summer felt like it never finished because there was, there was the under-23s fucking tournament and then there was the Women's World Cup and then it's straight back into it, wasn't it? It was relentless this year. I did watch a good bit of the Women's World Cup. I enjoyed the Women's World Cup. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I, I, the under-19s and the under-23s and people going on about it as if it's... I'm like, would you ever fuck off, lads? You are watching it because there's nothing else on. Mm. If that was on of a Saturday when there was a full fucking fixture list of Premier League, Serie A, fucking the Spanish League, everything else you wouldn't give a flying shite about the under-23s playing. So don't be coming at me with your purest nonsense. This is, when Danny, this is when Danny turns into negator. So I think that's time to call it a day. Sorry, it's not time to call it a day, Graham. I, will, I, I am the owner of this podcast and its intellectual properties. <laughs> I will decide when it's time to call it a day. Here's the contrarian. So that's all the time we have for this. <laughs> 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 on a side note, on a, just before we wrap up, just talking about sport and the, the 
gluttony of of sport availability. The Rugby World Cup, lads, genuinely, were just weeks away now, and I can't fucking wait. And I won't have a bad word said about it. Thank you. I was waiting for a bad word to come in from you, Graham, but you're being very quiet. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not I'm told. I'm told Japan a five hundred to one is a great bet. Whoever told you that is Hoya's giraffe balls, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, look, this did take a bit of a weird turn towards the end, lads. But look, say la vie. That's what happens when you go off on tangents. There's no script and everything is off the cuff with this podcast, as always. Um, look, and if anybody is affected by gambling, we should definitely say, look, do, you know, talk to somebody or contact well, the likes of... what Gary and Danny says. It's your choice. You have to live with your choice. I tell you yeah, exactly. what, if anybody, if anybody is struggling think, and has a gambling issue, contact me directly and mm. we'll we'll meet up and I, when we'll have a chat, we'll go through everything. Um, yeah, and, and on the choice thing, Mero, yeah, by, by all means, make the choice to seek help then. If, if that's how you want to play contact gamblers anonymous contact gary he's just made the offer contact pa the house or whatever the case is look if you're struggling there is help there um it's it's not a case of ignorant fuckers like myself judging people i'm just expressing <laughs> the opinion there, there is genuine help out there so please do seek it if you need to um lads as always i've enjoyed these conversations and graham as has been tradition over the last probably 50-something episodes, why don't you tell everybody where they can get more of this wonderful, award-winning audio presentation? <laughs> you can get this audio presentation. Search <laughs> WPS Pod on any podcast provider. Uh, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can go to WTSPod.com. We're on Twitter at WTSPod. Danny's on Twitter at Danjo Murray. I'm at Merrigan Mania. Gary's at Gary Mackle. And this has been What's the Story Podcast, 188. Good man. Very efficient this week. It's two weeks in a row now. I know, yeah. Until next time. Take, I could almost take the stabilizers off you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, not yet. Wait till episode no. 200. I'm not going to say anything about episode 200. I'm not going to. I'm not. Let's. A few weeks to go. A few weeks to go. Uh, Gary, thank you very much for joining us as always. Undoubtedly, the masses will demand more of you. So uh, we we will, again, ask for your advice and seek. Um, we didn't actually get much advice off you this time there, I think. But. Yeah, well, sure. We went from tapas to stabbing, so you know yourself. Yeah, in fairness, yeah, there was, probably wasn't time for any culinary advice or whatnot. But uh, look, we'll, 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 we'll bring back your advice column next time. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. And uh, I meant that sincerely. If anyone is struggling with a gambling issue, contact me directly. Really good. You have a social media details there at Garmacle, lads, if you want to. Or you can reach out to us as well and we'll put you in touch. Um, Mero, thank you very much for behaving yourself. And I forgive you for fluffing your lines earlier on. No problem. Thank you. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Danjo. Until next Thanks. time. Thanks, lads. Clear eyes. Well, lads. Can't lose. Too sweet.